0: Hey, everyone, it's Metal Rock and Whiskey Monday! This is our new segment that we will be bringing you each Monday, so you can follow along with our whiskey pairing during Wednesday's show.
1: That's right, Sailor. And, you know, honestly, this is only the second time we're doing this, and I already like this... A million times better. And I hope the the listeners do as well. Yeah. It really lets us uh, hone in on the whiskey part of our show.
2: Oh, yeah. Whiskey is what I like to talk about as well as rock and metal. So I can't wait to hear what you've chosen for us tonight.
0: Yeah. And I had to do it two times in a row, you fuckers. <laughs> But I can't help my brilliance, so, you know. It's
2: because you're so good at yeah, it. Yeah, you, you, you did so well last week.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. That's the same shit I used to tell my mother all the time. Oh, I'm just going to break a dish. I'm so bad at doing the dishes. <laughs> you're so good at it. Show me how to do it.
2: Show me how to mm-hmm. not break dishes.
0: I know how that goes down. Well, yeah,
2: I've got four girls. I know exactly yeah, how that goes. Yeah, you know exactly how well. that
0: goes. Or when the wife says to the husband, "Can you clean this pan? You're so much stronger than me. I'm too weak to clean it."
2: That never happens. She just says, "Clean this pan," <laughs> and then and then we do a shitty job cleaning it, so we don't have to do it again. We don't <laughs> have
0: that. to do it again. <laughs> no, I'll right. make you come back and clean that fucking pan a second, a third, and a fourth time. <laughs> don't even try it. All right, so. Obviously, we titled this podcast Metal, Rock, and Whiskey, because we are pretty much equally passionate about whiskey as we are with music. So each week, we take turns pairing a whiskey, sometimes a something else, with our weekly topic. And now, that's what we're doing on Mondays.
1: And Sailor, what is our topic this week?
0: Sailor? I thought Ed was supposed to tell us what our topics were this week.
2: And Ed, (laughs) what is our topic this week? Well, let me get my envelope here. Open up the secret envelope. Oh, guess what? so excited. What is it? We're continuing to talk about Megadeth, because this will be part two of our album battle.
0: Boom. Awesome. Yep, and we began this series by starting off with Peace cells, But Who's Buy-In? And we are battling that against Rust in Peace. So this Wednesday, we will be covering Rust in Peace, and we will do our battle and see which album wins. So, let's get into some whiskey, shall we?
1: We shall. Let's do it.
0: Okay. So, last week... If you remember, I focused my whiskey pairing on kind of newbies, right? New as a band, new in whiskey, new expression. So this week, I'm doing things a little bit different. So here we go. What's with the haters? I'm not having it. So I guess I'll have to shoulder this burden. Am I speaking about Dave Mustaine? Or a whiskey expression. Mm. I'll say this. I wonder. His work consists of exotic scales, ultra precise picking, punishing riffs. He has a knack. He has a knack for making the chords growl. And then there's that spider finger with the chord grabbing technique. There's also happy, happy happiness in a glass, and this is one of those great whiskeys. That I always suggest to those who are interested in scotch and new on their scotch journey. I know it was a huge gateway for me when I began my scotch whiskey journey. What am I talking about? Drum roll, please. I am talking about Monkey Shoulder. Yay! Which, also
2: coincidentally, if longtime listeners of the show will remember, was my gateway scotch as that's well that's right it a was fantastic pour
0: yes so monkey shoulder is a mix of space side single malts from three famous space side distilleries glenfiddich Balvenie, and kenevy did i say that right i even went to google sound and i always forget after i think
1: it's kenevy i think kenevy
0: like, whatever the fuck it's
1: close uh, uh i'm probably wrong, we're wrong too names.
0: we're americans we're butchering yeah, it we're not i'm getting, so like, sorry um, so this is a super approachable, very affordable and really easy to find scotch whiskey in the US. Just like it took a long time for Mustaine to receive his due kudos for his music, living under the shadow of his former band and their achievements. Just like it takes a long time for a master to learn his craft at blending and not to mention the time that creation rests in barrels waiting for just the right time to come out. Megadeth, Megadeth delivers exactly what it's set out to do, hard and f- fast thrash metal. And this juice, by the way, it's smooth and creamy with lots of warm malty flavors. A nice sweetness comes through with honey, vanilla, and just a touch of orange. And then there's that lovely silky oak finish. With its price point and well rounded flavors, Monkey Shoulder is really great for cocktails. And master blender Brian Kinsman created the recipe for this whiskey with just that in mind. Monkey Shoulder delives, delivers exactly what it was set out to a delicious and easy to drink, thoughtful expression. Give it a try, take a listen, and fuck the haters. Slancha, my friends.
2: Slancha. You know, as much as I like monkey shoulder, it'll never take the place of bourbon for me. I'm still a bourbon guy at heart.
1: Apples and oranges, yeah. (laughs) True. Yep. So, something to say to all the scotch drinkers out there who are petrified by the word blended. We've talked about this before on the show. The word blended is nothing to be afraid of, and it does say blended on the bottle of monkey shoulder. So just because it says blended on that um, and it's a lower price point, do not be afraid to try it. It's actually a different style than what we consider blended scotch. It's a blended malt, which falls somewhere in the purgatory price-wise between blended and single malts. Um, but blended malts offer a ton more as far as flavor spectrums go. Um depending on what the single malts are that are blended into it. Uh, but blended malts are gaining a lot of more traction now because I think people are starting to see what they can offer uh, at a fair price point. I know someone like Compass Box makes a ton of blended malts that mm-hmm. are yes. insanely yeah. good. Yeah. Oh,
0: my God. Insane. <laughs> yeah. There's a really fantastic article on the Daily Beast that... Um, And if you just Google the title of it, you'll find it, Don't Be a Single Malt Scotch Snob. It is so well written and so perfect because it's basically explaining exactly what you're saying, Matt. But kind of like um, a little bit of a backstory why in the UK and in the US, why, you know, how this came to be. But um, it is ridiculous snobbery. There's really... There's nothing to back it up as far as flavor goes no. at all. Right. And that's really all that should fucking matter. As we say all the time on the show, if it tastes good to you, fucking like it and drink it. Don't listen yeah. to what anybody if else If it's
1: does. a single malt, it doesn't make it better. It just makes it more expensive, which right. doesn't I make it I blame it
2: on marketing. It's the yeah. marketing. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. For the, yeah. They want to sell their single malts at a high price, and they try to make it seem like single malts are so superior to the blended whiskeys, and it seeped into the people's perception.
0: Well, and also there, you know, there's, there's been a lot of debate about age statements dropping off in the U.S. because everybody held on so fucking tight to those age statements. And, you know, fair enough, way back when that was important. You wanted to know that it was actually aged properly. You know, that it wasn't coloring and furniture, fucking whatever, polish. I don't think to put horrible <laughs> shit in whiskey. Seriously. Um, like furniture shavings. They would distill for, like wood shavings or something. Um. So, uh, of course, back then, things like that are going to be important, you know, what it says on the label. But at this point in time, you know, has it made whiskey taste horrible since some of these age statements have been dropping off? No. Just pay attention to what it tastes like in the bottle. That's all that matters. Don't worry about. Is it a fifty-year fucking bourbon? Yeah.
1: I mean, Is I understand single
0: cut I mean, yeah, I mean,
1: I understand the aesthetic of seeing that guaranteed number on the bottle and being excited about what you're getting in the bottle. But like Sailor said, it doesn't mean anything.
0: It really doesn't. No, judge I mean, the bottle just, on
1: the contents of the bottle. Of the yep,
0: exactly. Not the
2: contents of the label.
1: Yeah. For instance, right. McAllen, their range in the U.S. They're going to all no age statement stuff. So, and that start, that process started when I was still in the business. So they had mm-hmm. just started interchanging their their age stated core range with newer products that were either available overseas in different markets, and they're bringing them to the U.S. So that process has begun with a lot of these distilleries in Scotland.
0: Well, Monkey Shoulder, you know, is fairly new to the U.S. as far as, um, William Grant and Sons really ramping up marketing. And, um, they've got a fantastic brand ambassador, U.S. brand ambassador who does an amazing job. And, um, I used to pour this at tastings and I was responsible for explaining it to people. And, um, it was really interesting because people who were not familiar with scotch would immediately go, you know, ooh, ooh, I don't like taste of scotch. And I would say, To them, oh, you know, is it the smoky, the peat, the, you know, wet socks? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not a peated whiskey. You've got to try it. It's lovely. It's easy to drink. It's not hot. It's approachable. Sure enough, they were like, oh, this is scotch. And I'm like, well, it's one kind of scotch. But then when scotch drinkers would walk by, they'd be like, oh, what's this monkey shoulder? And I would tell them what it is, you know, judge it on its own. Oh, blended i'm like yeah but it's blended from single malt what the fuck and then i would say it's william grant and sons you know glenn fiddick the bal balveny oh all right i'll give it a try you know and it seemed hard for them often to admit that they liked it i just thought that's so ridiculous yeah you can't
1: you can't judge all scotch on trying one scotch yeah no
0: absolutely not god i would have i mean do you remember how terrified i was when i started my scotch journey oh yeah I was absolutely fucking terrified because I just really did have that assumption that everything was heavily peated because that's what I had been given so many times and that is absolutely not the case. It's a
1: it's a winding road that takes you to all corners of your palate. That's I mean right. it really is.
0: Just like vodka. There's vodka that's vodka and vodka that has no flavor and vodka that has no flavor and vodka that's vodka that has no flavor. I mean it's a similar thing.
1: Well, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree with you, but well, that's another conversation for another day.
0: No <laughs> vodka has flavor!
2: Yes. We will... I don't want to open that oh. can of worms here. Oh, are we going to we'll do a, a vodka, vodka episode discussion. one
0: day? Yes. Oh, God. We should invite... Maybe
2: on the next uh, <laughs> April Fool's episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's invite invite Fred Minnick on the show because he oh loves my vodka.
1: And I'm... Sh- <laughs> are you being sarcastic or does he really like vodka?
0: Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding? Oh God! Please, I hope he's not listening, Fred. If you're listening, I'm so sorry. He didn't mean it. He didn't mean it. He's joking,
1: Fred. I'm joking, but still, thank you. I'm sure he would agree with what I'm saying. Is that it's not just vodka; it's not just vodka. There is no. He would not agree.
0: He would not agree with you at all. Oh, okay. So you're being
1: sarcastic then? (laughs) Going back to what I said before, he
0: he would disagree with you. Okay, (laughs) emphatically.
1: I would love to have a conversation with him about that.
0: All right, well.
2: Wouldn't we all? Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> but we're not talking about fucking yeah, vodka. Fuck, yeah, we're exactly. We're talking it's not Metal Rock and vodka. whiskey. <laughs> Megadeth.
1: And right and now we have listeners in fucking Russia like, I want them to talk about vodka.
0: <laughs> I don't think they do. I think they're probably sick of vodka. Yeah. I think they want to hear about whiskey and gin and, you know, rum and spirits that actually have flavor. No, I'm just kidding. Russian <laughs> vodka, I'm... That I'm—I've been to Russia. I've had actual Russian vodka. It is a different—it's a horse of a different color, completely. And if you know where that reference come from, comes from, you're as old as I am.
2: <laughs>
1: and I am not, and I do not know where it comes from.
0: Ed, come on, horse of a different color.
2: Yeah, I know Willy Wonka.
0: No, it's not fucking Willy Wonka.
2: <laughs> wait, I know I know the reference. No, Charlie and the Chocolate Fact. No. No!
0: Wait. Oh, crap. <laughs> it's fucking Wizard of Oz.
2: That's right, yes.
0: <laughs> he literally goes, and that's literally a horse of, it's a, different of a different color. color. Yes. <laughs> anyway. I know some old movie like this that. This show has gone off the fucking rails. What is happening right now? All right, reel it back in. Wednesday, Megadeth. Rust in peace. Tune in, be there, or be square?